Welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. My name is Joachim Eriksson, and I will be your host. Today's guest, returning champion, is uh, Max. How are you, Max? I'm well, Joachim. Thank you mm. very much. Good. All right, let's just get right to it. Today, we are not doing a flight built around a flavor. We're doing a flight built around a brand. Yeah, um, I've heard uh, I've heard really good things about this soda water. Have you actually? I have, yes. Um, and then we have a couple of flavors today that are historically my favorite. Um, Safeway and Kroger does a brand called they have a brand called Bubbly, which has a peach and a grape flavor, and they're both very good. You like bubbly peach? I like bubbly peach. Oh. I think bubbly peach is very tasty. Um, now, grape and peach are two of my favorite soda waters, and they're also two of my favorite flavors in general. So I have high hopes for the Waterloo brands of it. And we also okay. have a special guest, um, Watermelon. Should we start with the watermelon? Let's start you get the, to pick which one we start with. Yeah, let's with. start with the watermelon. I okay. think that that's a good one. Let's start Let's start off on a, on a, a question mark note, because yeah. I feel like the other two are going to be uh, more stable in what I'm expecting. I think the watermelon is going to be the one question mark here, so yeah. I'm down to get that out of the way first. So we did... Waterloo grapefruit. Yeah. During our grapefruit sessions with Cooper Shaw. Yeah. Good man, and by the way. Great good man. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good man. Good guy. Yeah. Um, Waterloo, a watermelon. Has a good, has a good crack to it. It does have a good crack to it. <laughs> I'll listen to that. So real, real quick, real quick, I wanted to say, um, before we, before we sip on this. Yeah. Um, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. Is, Waterloo. Uh, yeah, he is one of my idols, and I think he mm. was um, a great force in the world, both um, both good and bad. Yeah. Uh, this is very special to me that this company is not only named Waterloo, yeah. but um, that their product, uh, you know, is, is not bad from what so, I gather. So, if that's the case, do you know what it is? Like, there was a battle of Waterloo? Yes. So, Waterloo is a place, uh, it was a small town in Belgium. Okay. And um, so what and have, you've been there. I have not been to Waterloo. Oh, okay. It's I have been to Belgium, okay. but I have not been to okay. Waterloo itself. Um, okay. But because um, that's lame. If you've been there and you know the factoids about it, it's just because you've been there, and that's no, no, yeah, the I've shittiest been, way of being like hundred percent. Yeah, you read the pamphlet because you were there. Mm, yeah, okay, not. so fine. You so, dodged that one. I dodged okay. that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waterloo was the uh, the peak of the seventh coalition against Napoleon's return from Elba. So Napoleon got um, Elba is a river. No, Elba is an island. So Ellen, Elba oh. is an island. So Napoleon. Oh, is that where he was um, exiled first? Exiled to first. Yes. So there's two of them. There's there's Elba, and then there's Saint Hera, then there's uh, Saint Helena. But Saint okay. Helena's later. Um, he returns from Elba. He was ousted twice. He was ousted twice. twice. So the so the sixth coalition ousted him the first time, and then the seventh coalition is the one that ousted him permanently. Okay. So Waterloo uh, was his return to Europe. Okay. And returned to France. He unified all of France again behind him after he was exiled. I feel like mm-hmm. this is probably true. What you're saying. Hundred percent. Are you outing yourself a little bit as a? History buff? Yeah. Well, I majored in history from <laughs> oh, our okay, okay. very, very most proud uh, University of Washington, which is closed <laughs> now due to the coronavirus, but that's okay. Oh, the uh, Chinese virus? The Chinese virus is here and closed my beloved school. But yeah. um, yes, Your I- Your alma mater? So is that what the ABBA song is about too? Do you know uh, that there's an ABBA song called Waterloo? You know what? I have, you know, I've heard of ABBA. I've actually never listened to ABBA. Um, yeah. yeah. She's Swedish, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I tend to stay away from Swedish music. It's a little, uh, it's a little hard edge so, for me. So, I mean, 
all 90% of all American music is produced by Swedes. But well, okay, let's smell it. I'm off to smell it. Uh, Waterloo, watermelon. I mean, very candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also relatively light. It's also a kind of a light scent. It's not too overwhelming. I would say if you blind tasted me and mm-hmm. gave me this and asked me what fruit this is, I, watermelon would be the 35th guess. Yes, yes. This is so like... It tastes nothing like watermelon. In fact, it tastes nothing like anything at all. It tastes like artificial candy. Yeah, it tastes like mm-hmm. if you took all Jolly Ranchers mm-hmm. and melted them all together yeah. and took a little dropper and yeah. took a little bit of all of them mixed together. To me, it kind of tastes like fruit punch. You know, it's yeah. got kind of a fruit punch flavor to it. It's like it's like when you go buy Kool-Aid. You go yep. buy Kool-Aid, yep. and you get the fruit punch flavor. That's kind of what it tastes but like. But it's not bad. Mm-hmm. The silly thing about mm-hmm. all of okay. that. Yeah. Um, I would give this soda water, uh, I'd give it about a seven. I'd give it yeah. a seven out of ten. Me too. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I just really found it delicious. Even though it's, I, I'm going to give it an eight. Because it's just like, I want to drink it. Yeah, me too. And ultimately, yep. that's the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna give it an eight. I agree. It's good. Okay, number two, mm-hmm. grape flavored Waterloo. Mm-hmm. This is the one that I that I have the highest hopes for. Oh, let's smell it. All right. Yep, it's got that uh, <laughs> what we call grape. Yep. So it's got that fake. It's kind of got that fake grape to it. Um, yeah. Let's give it a taste. It's huh? so interesting how I associated that with the color purple. I knew exactly what I was gonna be tasting. Yeah. So what am I, what does this make me think of? Mm-hmm. What is the grape? It makes you think of like uh, ocean, like ocean spray, you know, like that cheap juice, like that cheap grape juice that you'd buy with like loaded with sugar and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you had it as a kid. Score um, it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of what I expected. It has that same great carbonation to it. Uh, same great carbonation to it that the last one did. Yeah. They have a very, very, it, it looks appealing. Yeah, it's not my graphic language, because mm-hmm. my language, graphically, to me, this looks cheap and terrible. There you go. Because That's I like simple fonts, Yeah, black on white, very simple minimalist mm-hmm. stuff on everything. Yeah. And Well, I mean, I was going to say, too, and based on the shirt that you're wearing, you kind of look like cheap and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, you know, we could, you know, well, well, you know, one of these days we're going to get some video on here and then we'll, uh, you'll, you'll be able to see exactly what I'm talking about. And then we can roast each other. And then we can roast each other real yeah. nice. But the thing and is, then... is that with me, there's not really much to roast. You know what I mean? With you, <laughs> with you I mean, with you, we got just tons of ammo. Oh, God. There's just material. There's a lot of material. Lots of material. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you are everything that a roaster would ever want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been working on some. No, we're going on. We're going. It is. Yeah. We're going on a little bit of a tangent here. Um, uh, great carbonation, great marketing, in my opinion, and the grape flavor is there, uh, yeah. even though it's a little bit artificial. It is there. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns on this one. I'm also gonna give this one. I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, I drink. Yeah. I would drink this at home. I'd even go as high if I was really thirsty. This is probably an eight, an eight, an eight and a half. Honestly, yeah. 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 I um, I'm gonna be uh, charitable and give it a six because it is well executed, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't care for grape flavored things. Grape flavored things, yep. Next one, what flavor is this? Can you <clears throat> based on the sound? I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> strawberry. Yeah. So um, I'm really hoping for uh, the big money here on the strawberry. Now I'm going into this one with a little bit of um, a little bit of caution because I've never been a huge fan of strawberry. Yeah. Um, how about you? I had some today on my Katanda. 
Okay, let's smell it. Did you have the Energy Blast? Oh, I love it. Uh, Energy Blast, no honey. Energy Blast, no honey is pretty good. I will Uh, agree. Energy Blast is pretty good. All right, here we go. Oh, my God. Wow, that's got a strong flavor to it. That is so candy. Yeah. That That is is what we call... That is like... The red stuff on a McDonald's soft serve yes. ice cream. Oh, yeah, the red That's, stuff. I know what you're talking about. It's like strawberry syrup yep. on McDonald's soft that serve. That is a straight punch in the face in terms of <sighs> in terms of smell. Let's taste it. All right, here we go. It's very good. Oh, yeah. that is still yeah. a strong flavor. Still a strong flavor. Um Oh, that is so sickly. There's so much to take in here. Like this yeah. is this is definitely the most complex of the three. Oh, that is. First off, um, the strawberry flavor. Not only can you smell it, like it punches you in the face, but the flavor when you actually taste it punches you in the face too. It's very, yeah. it's a very uh, pungent flavor, and it's uh, very tasteful. I yeah. think this is a phenomenal soda water. I think this is. Uh, personally, I mean, like I said, I'm not even a huge fan of strawberry. Yeah. You know, you know, this brings me back to this thing that happened to me when I was a kid mm-hmm. where my grandfather had a motorcycle and he would like take me around. Yeah. And then this one time we were, um, I think it was probably at McDonald's and we just stopped and got an ice cream. Yeah. And then like, I got it with the strawberry syrup on it. And then I was trying to eat it and I was like forcing myself to eat it, but I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then I made him eat it, and he got all mad, and he was like, why did you say you like strawberries? Because mm-hmm. I said I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. He was like, why did you say you like strawberries? And he was allergic to strawberries. Oh, no. But he didn't want it to go to waste. Sure. He ate the whole thing. And then he got super itchy. And then we're driving around on this motorcycle, and he's all irritable and super itchy. Right. He got the hives. Yeah, broke out in he hives. got fucking broke well, out in. Hey, ma- but the thing is massive that massive hive. That also tells you though that he had real. There's real strawberries in there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. So like, if he's allergic to strawberries and he had strawberry yeah. flavored syrup from McDonald's, yeah. at least yeah. he's real strawberries. Yeah, because it was like the kind of syrup where it's like little pieces right. swimming around in this sludge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's good enough to give you good enough to give you hives if you're allergic. I have had that um, that strawberry syrup before from McDonald's when I was a kid too. And yeah, I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I'm gonna smell it and taste it a little bit more. Oh, let's do it. Strong. It's got a strong oh, smell. Fuck. Yeah. So do you like it? I do. I do. Mm. I, I I like it. I actually like it a lot more than I thought I was going to because this is the one I was a little. This was the one I was the least excited about. This soda water. I'm gonna give it. A nine out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go because if you, if 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 you want a straw, that's not just coming from me. This is one of those soda waters where if you want a strawberry soda water, this is the soda water for you. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like definitive. Definitive. Yes, Mm, this is a got a certain definitiveness. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's the thing: the definition of what we talk about when we talk about sparkling water for this podcast. Yeah is that it has to be watery. And the difference between a Diet Coke and a LaCroix is that a LaCroix is going for a watery thing. You feel like you're drinking water. Yes. That has a hint of something. Correct. Whereas a Diet Coke, the water has been crowded out Mm -hmm. by something that tries to be like a syrup. Yes. Yes. Now, this Waterloo strawberry flavor Mm -hmm. is like 
pushing up against the boundaries of what we could even include in our sparkling water mm-hmm. because this is now so flavorful it's almost not even sparkling water it's almost it's, a pop it's, it's we're al- going towards pop territory yeah, now yeah it is almost a pop and um i i agree with that i agree i agree that the line with this one is definitely blurred in terms of a soda water and a pop yeah um it's amazing to me that this doesn't have any sugar in it um because it tastes like that it tastes like there's definitely sugar in this and if there is no sugar in it then there's got to be some sort of like real substitute for it yeah i mean we always come back to this but it's like zero mm-hmm. percent juice <clears throat> no artificial sweetener yeah no calories so like yeah. what's in there you know like it's always like what well yeah because how do they get this how do they get not only do they get the strawberry flavor it tastes yeah. like strawberries but at the same time how does it so strong and how is it so sweet without any artificial Very sweetener sweet, yeah. and no actual sweetener? Yep. If I had eight cans of this in my fridge, yeah. they'd be sitting there for a long time. Yeah? I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't return to it. Yeah. Like they would have to be really cold and I would have to be really thirsty. Sure. Or late at night. It's gotta be a late at night thing too. It's like a it's yeah, like a it's a time this thing. This is too. the dark arts right here. This like, is, yeah. Yeah. Like as far as soda water goes, like this is like this is like mm. You do this, and then it's like you're texting the wrong person, and yeah. you're like fucking thinking about your ex, yeah. and like shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that kind of soda water where it's like <laughs> right, you're getting right. in trouble. I uh, I'm gonna give it a four though. I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be harsh. Yeah, that's his bad. Four. That's pretty harsh. Yeah, that's a big difference. <laughs> I'm giving. It, I'm got. I gave it. I gave it between an eight and a nine. Eight and a nine. Eight and a nine. Okay, Max. I'm gonna ask you some more personal questions. Ask me anything. You want. So tell me about your upbringing. This place used to be so mysterious and it used to be so uh, filled, uh, like really shrouded, you mm. know, because nobody ever came here. I remember I remember talking to people when I was a kid uh, online and you know, playing games online and stuff like that. Like, oh, I live up in Seattle. And they're like, what? Seattle? You know, mm. that's up there in the corner away from everything. On the everything. reservation. On the reservation, exactly. And, mm. and a place where nobody would come. And I miss that because the, the it feels like the mystery and the authenticity and the yeah. kind of the quirkiness of it is yeah, um, yeah, disappearing yeah. a little bit from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all been replaced by like basically CrossFit. Corporatism. Yeah. And corporatism's a big one, yeah. And then yeah. a very, a very much so uh, incompetent people in the city council as well. Yeah, everyone hates the city council. Everybody hates here. the Seattle city council, <sighs> yeah, because they're a bunch of spineless worms. They really are. They are the oh, most wow. spineless. They are the single most spineless people of all time. So do you follow local politics? I do. I do follow local politics. Well, um, a lot of it, a lot of it is, a lot of it's word of mouth. A lot of it is um, uh, propositions. So a lot of it is like local policy decisions that you have the ability to vote on or that you have the ability to go advocate for. The problem, the the real problem is, is that this place is becoming... um, super in high demand now i i come from seattle i come from seattle i know what seattle was and, yeah and i miss it and i miss it seattle used to be a very authentic very quirky place where um it was full of people full of alternative people and full of people who um, i mean look bro if you go on okcupid right now mm-hmm. you're still gonna find a bunch of mixed crotch bad boys that are like very alternative sure and and the, but but the reason is is that and, and a lot of them are from other places and they've come here for economic reasons i i like that though yeah, that's okay so? yes uh but really what you're gonna find on okcupid and any other dating app or any other social media thing is you're gonna find a lot of indians 
You're going to find a lot of Indians. You're going to find a lot of Chinese. Yeah. And, and then, but the biggest one you're going to find is a lot of um, people from Ohio and, or, or Michigan or Wisconsin. I or feel something. like it's yeah. Florida. Or Florida. Like lots of Florida too. Everyone here is from fucking lot, Florida. Lots bro. of Florida. Lots of Florida too. And the, and all the men all wear fucking cargo shorts. You know, they all wear polo yeah, shirts dude. and they all wear sandals with socks. I mean, yeah. they, and, and, and the thing is, these people, Joe Kim, especially the men, especially the men, yeah. they just take and take and take and they come here because of economic opportunity and they take and take and they add or take away from the authenticity of Seattle by the day. Yeah. They add nothing to yeah. the city. They are just a drone that comes here for work. They yeah. know nothing about Seattle. They know nothing about the history of it. They know nothing about the culture. Yeah, there of was it. a job offer and a relocation package. Yeah, and, and Amazon. Here. And the thing is, if you work for Amazon, if you work for Amazon, they pay your rent for you. Like it's deducted yeah, they, from your paycheck. Yeah. You know, like these helpless motherfuckers can't even pay their own rent. Yeah, you know yeah. that's sick. That's real yeah. sick. You know. That's real sad too, and they all and they're all just like antisocial incel drones who just dress in cargo shorts and just add nothing to the city. Yeah, terrible it, dressers. It's just a, it, the thing is, is that it's uh, to me, they're human beings, you know, and they have feelings, and they're just as complicated as we are. Okay, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that in terms of what they add or take from the city, they're just a number. Yeah, they're just a number. You know, and, 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 and that's why I have a hard time engaging in the community and have a hard time engaging with people today in Seattle because I can't, I can't deal with it. I can't handle it. Yeah. I mean, the way I see it as an outsider is like, there is a original population, which is famously standoffish and the Seattle freeze Mm -hmm. and all that stuff where it's like, and I really think that a big influence there is that there's a lot of Scandinavian heritage Mm -hmm. historically. And that's just how people are in Scandinavia. Yeah. They're really cold and they're like mm-hmm. flaky and they just kind of like stay at home a lot. And, <laughs> yeah, right, And right. like just sort of, yeah, there's not a lot of human warmth. Yeah. And then you have this. That's well, they're one, inward. They're inward. Yeah, you they're know? introverts. Yeah. Like yeah, they're yeah. deeply culturally introverted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And then that's one of the populations and the other population is a newly arrived tech, like Everyone is on the autistic spectrum. Definitely. Everyone Definitely. is like socially, I mean, they- They're they inept. Do, They're yeah, socially they, inept. They don't know how to socially interact, yeah. you know? You have these yeah. two populations and these two populations hate each other. Mm-hmm. I struggle with it because I feel like it makes the whole city very unhappy. Mm-hmm. It's like a baseline unhappiness. Yes. The city, very, this is a very unhappy city. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, especially yeah. under Trump. Yeah. This just feels like- there's this heavy blanket. Yeah, and 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 the coronavirus doesn't help either. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help either. No, you know, it help. and I'm part of that. I'm part of that original group of the Seattle yeah. of the Seattle freeze because I was born. I was born and I was raised in the very last part of original Seattle. I am. I am one yeah. of the very few original Seattleites before the boom happened. The dot com boom happened in in the late nineties, ninety eight, ninety nine. You know, Microsoft started taking off in ninety five ish. And, and I, I, I'm part of that last generation of real Seattleites. So if you meet somebody who is older than 28, but younger than 35, they're part of that. And that were born here. They're part of the last generation of true Seattleites. And it's been, it's been really, really hard for me personally to watch the destruction of 
my home. They build those fucking modern complexes that hold like yeah. 80 people, you know, and bring no life and no vibe to the place whatsoever. Yeah. And they fill it with tech workers that they bring from out of country and out of state that are willing to pay $1,800 for a 500 square foot studio. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Like that is truly insane. That is the direction of a society that you don't want anything to fucking be a part of. Because if you are a part of that, you are part of being fake. That is a <laughs> fake society. Fake. That is a fake society, you know? There I is mean, nothing good about it. There are several things in there, though, where I just... It's interesting because I actually have way more right-wing instincts than you. Yeah. Where it's like, I really feel like... It's kind of silly to expect to be able to rent an apartment for 40 years as if a place isn't going to change. Like, sure. And like this idea that you, oh, like that you're connected to the land. Yeah. I don't have a lot of sympathy for no, that. No, that's fair. That's I'd, fair. That's fine. Because yeah. it's just like. Yeah. I think you're insane for not, but that's okay. But that's all right. It's just like yeah. a bunch of tattooed people who are like. <laughs> yeah. Think that they have something mm-hmm. that like belongs to them. That's like really abstract. Yeah. It's a l- but you can see where I'm coming from, though, right? Yeah. I mean, some yeah. parts of it, like when you have the Seattle City Council being influenced by big money to raise the property tax to make it impossible for someone who owns property mm-hmm. in an area yeah. to get pushed out. That's like – that's a little bit morally shitty because yeah. like – So all the – vote, like half the voters that are here, their vote shouldn't count. Their vote yeah, shouldn't count yeah, yeah. because they're not from here. Because yeah. just because you've lived here for a year and now you're able to vote in Seattle yeah. and vote in Washington State, you know that doesn't make that doesn't make you a Washingtonian. Yeah. That doesn't that gives you no, that gives yeah. you nothing. You know, just because you can vote here doesn't mean you're actually voting for the right propo- uh, proposal. And it doesn't know it doesn't mean that your vote is actually educated and 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 it's in the best interest for everybody in Washington and in particular Seattle. Yeah, you know, just, you you came here from Ohio a year ago. You've been working here in the tech industry yeah. down on Amazon, you know, and and all of a sudden you're able to vote in here and you're like, oh hell yeah, let's uh let's uh let's raise the taxes, let's raise the taxes on everybody so we can uh so we can have a light rail, so we can have yeah. a light rail going through here. It's like. Holy shit, dude. Fuck you, first of all. Like, like we got by just fine without a right light rail before you guys came. <laughs> the light rail is... Oh God, the light rail so is only necessary... It's not very ambitious also. Yeah. I wish it was more ambitious. Yeah. But. Uh, me too. Me too in that regard. But also, it's like... <clears throat> another thing, it, it, we, it goes back to the last thing I will say about this. It also goes back to the authenticity thing, okay? Before our population ballooned in uh-huh. the last 10 years, okay... Yeah. With all of these people from India and China and the Midwest, yeah. okay, coming here to seek work, yeah. right? You didn't need a light rail. There yeah. was no traffic. There was zero. There was no traffic. There was no need for light rail. There was no need for these 60-story fucking micro complexes and shit. Dude, you know, uh, eventually when my... I'm only here because my friends and family are here. Yeah. I'm not here out of my own choosing. I don't yeah. want to be here. I don't want to be here as a whole anymore. Yeah. You know, but my friends are here. My family's here. You know, I don't want to leave them. And that's very understandable, you know. But when time comes, man, you know, I'm going to be very happy to leave Seattle because I don't recognize it anymore. And I'm going to take my original Seattlehood and I'm going to go somewhere else. And I'm going to probably live on a beach somewhere. Yeah. You know, and then keep it close to my heart that I am from 
original Seattle, <laughs> not new Seattle. A place that doesn't exist anymore. A place that doesn't exist anymore. It's kind of like Saigon. You know how where yeah. we work? You know how they say yeah. that they're from Saigon? Yeah. There's no such thing as Saigon no, anymore. No, it's yeah. very, it's yeah. also very like. Yeah. It's, well, it's nostalgic. It's it's yeah. it's because it's called Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah. So and 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 then they call it Saigon, which is totally fine. I completely understand that, and that's why yeah. I I have the same feeling about Seattle. <clears throat> Seattle to me is Saigon. You know, yeah. To yeah, them, yeah. to all the new people, it's all it's Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's very similar to that. <clears throat> you know, it's um it's funny. Like um, I lived in Shanghai for a while, and in Shanghai, there's this area called the former French Concession where they have all these old style Parisian sort of French villas cool. yeah, in yeah. the middle of Shanghai. And it's like you have to refer to it as the former French concession. Mm. And concession meaning that it was this area of the city that the Chinese government had to concede to the imperialist superpower. Right, right, right. The French. Yeah. So there was like a British concession. There was mm-hmm. a Jewish concession. There was like a Russian one. There were all these different concessions. Mm-hmm. So like Shanghai was like this city that was like sliced up. Divided up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had all these different foreigners that had different areas. And like the French one, they made it real nice. Yeah. With like these beautiful parks. And real French too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the Lots archi- of French people. The architecture. Yeah. yeah right. French architecture. Like right. some of the first Art Deco, like really cool buildings yeah. were built in because – land and labor and everything was real cheap mm-hmm. and they built all this shit and they're but still there the, yeah a lot of it yeah absolutely yeah. because people think it's cool people recognize the coolness of it mm-hmm. but um there are um examples of people referring to that area mm-hmm. in printed materials today like in marketing as the french concession mm-hmm. where you drop the former right and right. then you can get fined if you drop the former, yeah. because then you're like pro-imperialist. Because yeah, then yeah, you want geez. to go back to the time yeah. when, when they're like French controlled that area. Right. I and would. I, I would want to be honest with you. I you know I would have the French control anything before I would have the Chinese control <laughs> anything. That's for I, damn sure. I am going to disagree with you and yeah, say that you I live there. Yeah. you live there and you got indoctrinated. The ascendance of the Chinese star over mm-hmm. the globe is something that I will take over a Russian ascendance, a French ascendance. Like the the, the fact that it's ch- the Chinese century that we're staring down the barrel of mm-hmm. right now, especially... No, not, 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 not yet, bub. You know, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> especially how very soon the handling of this virus is going to be so clearly like... indicative of which civilization has like a very functioning like meritocratic political system Mm -hmm. it's what i was going to say is like the thing where we work where people refer like we have the saigon siblings and the Mm -hmm. saigon siblings restaurant group and the saigon sibling lagered ale and all this stuff is branded as like some of the food is hanoi style and Mm -hmm. some of the food is saigon style right that shit is so fucking offensive to everyone in Vietnam. Yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah, the yeah. fact that we yeah. have that in the printed materials I know. as like, oh, you know, Saigon style. <laughs> yeah, Saigon like, style. Yeah, right. Dude, that shit is so fucking politically incorrect. Yeah, and yeah. there is such a non-recognition of that. Yeah, but that you know that's that, that's actually like you know we can get kind of deep here, but we won't. But um, you know. 
one of the things I like about the company that we work for yeah. is that it is very politically incorrect. Oh, it's and, uh, and I and yeah. I and I and I think that that's one of its best properties. I really yeah. do, you know, yeah. because because it does not care. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> care. It doesn't care um, about the haters, yeah. you know, and, and I can appreciate that, you yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. like when you're strong, when you're strong and you got a good product, you know, and you got a good team and everything like that, and yeah. you have a message or a product to deliver, yeah. there's going to be haters, you know, and fuck them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, because political incorrectness will only lead you down a path that is less successful. Yeah. You know, because nobody, nobody wants to be censored and yeah. nobody wants to um, be told how to think and how to uh, communicate. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. Including myself. If I, if somebody told me how to think or, or talk <laughs> or communicate or express myself, yeah. y- there would be an absolute rebellion. There would be a rebellion. There would be a rebellion. A complete rebellion. Yeah. 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 The other side of the coin of being able to say whatever you want is a society threatened by what we can call fake news. Sure. Where it's like... There is such a terrifyingly large portion of the American population that believes in really, really, really out there conspiracy yes, theories. Yes, I agree with that. And I all that. that gets yes. to exist. Yes. And all <laughs> that gets to not exist in I, China, I, I, where you, you in China you just decide to have a more cohesive yes. situation. Yeah. Where everyone is like, yeah, the government isn't perfect or whatever, but mm-hmm. ultimately they have like the greater good and the long term thinking in mind. And yeah. you know, you got to break a couple of eggs along the way to make an omelet, and like a couple of people, you know, yada yada yada. Yeah, a couple but, people like, might have to die to get to the end. Yeah, no, and th- and that and that and, and I agree with you one hundred percent. And it's up in the air what's better, you know. It, no, not it, only what's better, but what's right. And and you know, I, I'll be honest with you, Joe Kim. One of the thing, one I I have red lines, you know, I have red mm. lines with people, and they're they're pretty far out there. My red lines, like mm. you got to be a real fucking prick, you mm. know, in order for me not to like give you the time of day, yeah, you know, kind of thing. And one of those red lines is the moon landings. When, <laughs> no, really, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When when the, my red my red line, my complete red Fuck. line with somebody, my respect for them, like if if they if they if they don't believe. That we landed on the moon. Yeah, that is a absolute clear clear red line for me. Yeah. I mean that that makes you like an absolute uneducated, um, unpatriotic piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. It has been verified <laughs> so many times. So it's many. So times. funny to say that it's yeah. been verified like many many like times. They went back and double checked. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> they went back and double checked several times. Yeah, several times. You know, because it's like. Yeah, such a broken conversation if you can have the concept of going back and double check. Yeah, because like, yeah, we went to the mood. Yeah, moon. Um, it's funny. This one time you like, kind of thought that I was, I was trying to have a conversation about some stuff. Yeah, and you kind of thought that I was saying that the moon hadn't been landed on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, there's an interesting conversation that you can have about like how. Some of the footage is fake that yeah. they kind of made up for. Like they kind of took some footage of training stuff mm-hmm. and branded it as photos from the moon. Absolutely like, not. L- yeah, but there is a conversation about that. Yes, yes. Yeah, there no, is a I mean, about that. Yes, yes, no, it's yes. some stuff around the edge. Yeah, I can have a conversation about, and there's, it's pretty clear that like there's some merit to that, and that has fed. Yeah, conspiracy I, theories. Yes, I believe that some of the photos that in the seventies were branded as being from the moon were actually from simulations and like training and stuff and it's like just because 
cameras were kind of shitty, and it's hard or to propaganda. take a good. Yeah, it was yeah, a and it's propaganda. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sure, it's sure. not like the government isn't like fucking trying to do. Like the whole yeah. thing is as much as the like the U.S. landed on the moon. It was also the whole thing was an exercise in propaganda. Yes. So it's like you wanted yeah. the best. Photo. Well, it was a flex. So yeah. it's a flex, and yeah. the thing is, you want to flex hard. Yeah. So, so you know, even if even if some of the photos were digitally, I mean, at the very most in my mind, they're digitally altered to where like they're crisper, they're clearer. They went through yeah. like many many forms of formatting yeah. to get it as crisp and clear as possible. Obviously, Neil Armstrong didn't fucking take a Polaroid picture and then give it to the American public and be like, "This, this is what the moon looks like." Obviously, that didn't happen. Mm, more, more. Well, I mean, he had a camera and he took pictures and we. No, what I mean, what I. I mean was yes he did have a uh, he did have a camera they did take pictures of it on the moon but when those pictures were given to nasa mm. right they were like okay we have to make these pictures clearer yeah they have to make them more um like uh, desirable now what is what i believe to be true but i don't really attach any value to it yeah. is that mixed in with the actual pictures from the moon mm -hmm. are actual examples of photos from just earth where people were wearing spacesuits yeah, okay and then they've just sort of and this is the six this is pre-photoshop you yeah. know this is literally you take a knife and you cut along yes the edge yes yes mm -hmm. and you just put the moon in the sky you just put earth in the sky and mm -hmm. like make it a photo where you have the original and stuff and then those were presented to the american public mm -hmm. by the u.s government as photos yes. from the moon yeah. when they were actually from like fucking arizona or something sure and it's like because they did that shit mm -hmm. uh, that really feeds conspiracy theories it, yeah. and that's fine i mean i don't that doesn't mean that they, they didn't land on the wasn't moon. landed exactly on, you know? exactly so even if even if they did do something like that which i would never entertain but yeah. uh but at the <laughs> but at the <laughs> okay, but, yeah yeah okay, that, that's i mean that's clearly that's happened, super, it's very it's an, oh i mean it's anti-american <laughs> you know it's anti-american and yeah, it, it, yeah but the but i'm, I'm Gulf of tonkin I'm just yeah. I'm just joking. Like the, yeah, yeah, the thing yeah. is, even even if they did um, uh, digitally alter the pictures, and it's just absolutely bonkers to me that somebody can actually believe that we didn't go there. And it's like, who are you? Yeah. You know, who are you? Like, and, yeah, and why yeah, yeah. why wouldn't why wouldn't you? Even if you didn't believe it, you know what I mean. Even yeah. if you didn't believe, why wouldn't you want to believe it? That's the patriotism yeah. in all of our hearts. You know right. what I mean? Like, like sure. You believe that we didn't go, but yeah. don't you want to believe that we went? Don't yeah. you like? It's different. Like, there's different feelings and different vibes yeah. there. You but know, as far as it's informed by a feeling, I definitely feel like for a lot of people, and this is what people don't talk about with the flat Earth movement. Yeah, for some people, the Christian instinct is slightly st stronger than the patriotic instinct. Yeah, because the fl flat Earth movement is very much mm. powered by a sort of Christian. Yeah. wanting that for science to be a little bit wrong mm -hmm. and for there to be a little bit of space somewhere in yeah. all the theories for a god mm -hmm. and for maybe some of these biblical understandings of things yeah. to be true. Of course. And the the Bible sure didn't talk about a round earth. Yeah. And it's like all yeah. of that is powered by yeah. conspiracies and God go hand in hand in a weird way. Where I, in, a weird never... way. in a weird way. Mm -hmm. But dude, I feel you, man. I used to work at this one place where... Mm -hmm. We had this bartender, and dude, we would get into it, man. She believed 
all the craziest shit about like how there's 17,000 children locked under the Getty in California because Obama and Hillary and that cabal mm-hmm. are draining adrenochrome from their pineal gland in the because you have to get oh, it from children. No. And that's how Barack Obama and all these pedophiles stay young. Mm-hmm. And she believed all that shit and she believed like... Um, no. Oh, dude, she was. She, we would get into it so hard. And oh. when you're talking about it on that level, you're really talking about two people that disagree on, like, they have zero shared uh, source of information. Yeah. Like, there's not a single thing I could point to and be like, but this piece of information from here, yeah, is this. And there's not a single piece of information that we both share. Mm-hmm. And do that fucked me up so bad. Yeah. Because at that point, it's so hard to work forward towards building a society. Yeah. And dude, I had a therapist back then, yeah. Dr. Huber. Mm-hmm. Dude, we spent fucking all the time in that <laughs> therapist's office talking about how that fucking bartender, yeah. she just got my goat. Yeah. Because it she fucking, fucked you up. Yeah. Dude, I would lay awake at night and be like, how can we not have any shared. Mm-hmm piece of knowledge yeah, that yeah. we can both like any foundation that we can both stand on yeah nothing because she was obsessed with this QAnon conspiracy mm-hmm. I think I've told you about this before where it's like this guy who calls himself Q who says that he's an insider in the Trump administration oh yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and whatever he whatever Trump does the theory is that everything is going perfectly according to plan mm. and any day now Trump will sort of like um let this layer of pedophile reptilian whatever they are like it's anti it's really anti-semitic too it's like this pedophile jewish layer of society that controls the world like any day now trump will like destroy that whole tier of society Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and whatever happens the Q has like a explanation for how it fits into this thing where everything is proceeding perfectly according to plan. Right, right. Like a plan. <laughs> it's this thing where they keep having predictions that keep not coming true. Yeah, it's also it's also like absolutely it's 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 insane because yes. the thing is is that <clears throat> you're a human being. So when people like this, when people like that bartender, when yeah. they when they explain stuff, Teresa. Like this, Teresa. She bought. She was from Florida, and then she squirreled away all her bartending money, and she bought a house in Florida, and she didn't say goodbye to anyone. And this one time, she was just gone. What a legend! Yeah, man, what a legend. So the thing is, is that when you when you um, present conspiracy theories like that, you are um, also presenting a degraded form of faith in humanity. And I mean, dude, it's a sizable portion of the U.S. population that. That believes what this believes? shit. I know. I know. Like it's cr- it's crazy. There's, I'm not going to name anybody, but there's 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 a couple people I've I've had many, couple, many conversations with everybody at all three locations because I've worked at all three locations <laughs> of Bavar of Bavar, yeah. yeah. And there's a couple of people that I've had work with yeah. me directly that yeah. believe in some of this stuff. Yeah, dude. You know, like the chemtrails. You know, all the, yeah. like the with the the play. They're 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 poisoning our brains and mind controlling us yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I'm like I'm like, dude, why are you focusing your energy on such negative unproven aspects of our society why are you doing that you know yeah i mean the thing you can also go crazy about is that like there are conspiracies in in america and they're all very obvious and they are that big money controls everything fucks everything up yeah and it's like that's not a fucking secret that's not a conspiracy but no one does anything about it because right 
Yeah, it's literally just what the conspiracy is here. Exactly. And, that, like, and the reason why nobody does anything about it, too, Joe Kim, is because we, like the vast majority of us, live just enough of a comfortable life yeah. to not be mad. Yeah. You know what I mean? To not be mad. Sure. You're not content, but you're definitely yeah. not mad enough to actually go out, quit your job, go pick at the fucking middle of the street, and then, you know, get arrested. Today's episode is brought to you by Charlie's Produce. At Charlie's Produce, they have been delivering fresh ideas and fresh produce for over 40 years. They are dedicated to quality products and have a huge passion for pushing the boundaries of what is possible in our industry. Do you have a favorite restaurant in Seattle right now? You know, I've always been, uh, I'm kind of a traditional guy sometimes when it comes to food. Yeah. Um, I think that... Beth's Cafe. I like Best Cafe a lot. <laughs> Nor, well, no, I don't like Best Cafe very much anymore. I did when I was a kid. I think that they yeah. give terrible service. And I think that um, yeah. they've gone downhill in their quality a lot. But, I mean, North Star Diner, North Star Diner in Greenwood. Yeah. You know, uh, owned by a guy named Travis over there. He, like, they do really, really good fucking food. American and breakfast food. American breakfast food. Yeah. You know, they, their pancakes are on point. The French toast is on point. The way that they cook their eggs is perfect. You know, if you want yeah. really good locally owned um, American breakfast food yeah. and you want a part of the old slice of Seattle, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's old Seattle, yeah. you know, and I would go to North Star Diner. And then if you want to, you can even go as far as you can go to the Shanghai Room, which is the bar that's attached to it on the other side yeah. for some late night cocktails. They got, I think they got a good happy hour and, and they have a couple of good bartenders in there too. Yeah. Um, obviously not during coronavirus, but. Yeah. You know, when it reopens, I would definitely go check that out. Uh, it's an amazing place. Um, you know what I like breakfast world-wise? Hmm. There's a place called Kona Kitchen. Have you ever oh, been Oh, yeah. There? It's a Hawaiian It's Hawaiian breakfast. Yeah. yeah it's like Hawaiian-inspired. It's like really... They have good food. They it's, do. It's very interesting. And the place is very ugly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is no, a it's very... Like a kitsch, it's a kitsch thing that's... Yeah. I don't mind. It's, it's really a local good. watering hole. Yeah. is really what it is. It's like a kind of a local legend. Yeah. Um. You know the carpets are really stained. The really like are very greasy spoon. Very uh, greasy spoon. Yeah. 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 Uh, to the point where it's like uh, you know I, I don't know about the health standards in yeah, a place yeah, like yeah. that. You know. Um. Another one of my favorite restaurants is uh. It's a Chinese restaurant down in the international district called Harbor City. Harbor. Harbor, Harbor City. City, yes. Huh. Um, those guys down there, the dim sum, the you know the roasted duck, you know huh. the the garlic green beans. There, that food at Harbor City is absolutely to die for. Yeah, it is the best Chinese food that you will have in the Pacific Northwest. Now, I will not say it's the best Chinese food that exists in the country or in the world, but it's definitely the best Chinese food that you will have in the Pacific Northwest. Hmm, that's There's cool. No getting around that. So, Man. I challenge you as um, as the podcast this master is so far. here. It is far. It is far. And you know, you you don't drive because you don't know how to drive because you're yeah, European. You yeah, drive. you don't know how to drive. You know, you've never had a driver's license <laughs> in your life. I know you. Haven't, I was you know? really thinking about getting yeah. one though. Yeah, like this was. It's funny. Be here. Like these people had these people don't know this, but I actually didn't even know that he didn't actually have a driver's license. Yeah. But I just know him. Based on based on everything, and I know it's that it's not he even like a DUI thing. Yeah, which no, no, no. It always is, always is. Yeah, jo- Joachim is one of those guys out there that just straight yeah. up doesn't have a driver's yeah, license. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you know those people too for political know? reasons. There are all these memes going around where it's like some picture of a guy shrugging, and the caption is like, "Ooh, well, I sure did pick a funny year to get my life in order." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you. Yeah, like, yeah. I finally yeah. like just kind of like That's my right. job and yeah. I'm hanging out. Yeah, if things were just kept on trucking, you would have been great. I was 
gonna get a driver's license. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. was gonna be maybe so get good. some investments going. Get some yeah. investments going eventually. I was just yeah. like yeah. I was like three days from starting a four hundred one k when I lost well, my job. I was gonna say you're gonna, you're one of those guys who's gonna throw money into like Ethereum or like Litecoin or some <laughs> shit like that. Dude, yeah. now is a good time to invest in crypto on whatever. Yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, unfortunately, life doesn't work like that. And I'm and I'm with you. And I'm with you too. Yeah. That uh, some of my investments and some of my uh, dreams and hopes, unfortunately, have to be put on hold. Yeah. No. no that's really what it comes <laughs> you say down. that so unironically. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny how it's, much pain there is there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it's uh, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. not a joke. Uh, is there anyone in the restaurant world, the Seattle restaurant world, that you admire? The people in the I like we were just saying. I mean, I'm not trying to uh, go back to it, but I mean those very resilient, very passionate business owners in Chinatown mm. um, who are holding true, who are mm. holding true. They serve a great product. You know, they roast a mean duck. You know, mm. I love the resiliency and the passion that the um, international community provides in China and in, in, in the restaurant industry in Chinatown. One of the things I do love about Seattle. So mm. there's there's a, there's still things that I love yeah. about Seattle. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And one of the things that I absolutely adore about Seattle is their res is their resistance to bringing in cultureless shit fuck restaurants. Like Applebee's mm. and Chili's oh, yeah. and Chili's, yeah, and and, like, and Olive I've Garden. I've been here for four years and yeah. I still haven't managed to have a meal at Popeyes. Yes, yes. Like, and what the, the fuck? Right, and, and and the reason and the reason is is that and also another thing too is that in Seattle you'll never see a Walmart. There's no Walmarts. Dude, what is this there's shit? A, yeah, so there is like there's a standard of there's like a kind of a there's a standard of excellence in Seattle, which I really admire, hmm. you know? Yeah. And you'll never, you'll, you know, there's an IHOP up in 145th. There's an IHOP. You gotta go pretty There's far an out. IHOP in Capitol Hill. There's an IHOP in Capitol Hill, too. I mean, there, I haven't there, seen it. you know, I've spent some time in Oklahoma. I've spent yeah. some time in Missouri. And let me tell you, every five feet, there's a fucking Olive Garden. Every yeah. five feet, there's Dude, a fucking Dude, I've never cheese. had Olive Garden. It's, it's, you're not missing much. Oh. You're not missing much, I promise. You know, it's funny that you have this, like, crusade against Ohio because when mm. I was in China and I married this, or like was in a relationship with this American woman, yada yada. She get she she wants to go back to grad school. Yep. And so she applies for. She's like doing Chinese art history. Mm -hmm. So she looks at all the good schools and she applies for like eight schools or something. Yeah. Or like maybe I don't know how many, but she got into two. Yeah. She got into UW and she got into. Um, Columbus, Ohio. I don't even know which school it is, but yeah. it's a school that. So those are the two cities, and then she like lets me decide where we move. Oh wow! And I was like, "That's nice of her." Columbus, Ohio, Seattle, Washington, and here's I don't know anything about either one of them. Mm -hmm. As an as yeah. a as a Seattleite who who really prides on um, originality and yeah. authenticity, you know, I think yeah, you have yeah. a nice home here, and I think you're very much welcome here. Yeah, that. Yeah. That's that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. No, yeah. I do feel like China was always more welcoming than Seattle has been. Mm -hmm. But did you make as much money in China that you do in Seattle? I never made more than about thirteen hundred bucks a month. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, I can never yeah. break that. Like yeah, thirteen hundred dollars a month in China ceiling in China. Yeah. 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 There was always like that's about that's about sixteen thousand a year. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's that's straight poverty. Straight poverty. Yeah. 
yeah. deep below the poverty level. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that you, I mean, I mean, it looks like you just came from poverty in China with that shirt on, you know, and that, in that, in that haircut too. So, yeah, no, I'm just this shirt was about eight dollars. But, yeah, it looks like an $8 shirt yeah, from China. But, you know, the thing is when you're making $1,300 a month in China mm-hmm. and you're paying like 150 bucks in rent mm-hmm. for like a really nice like three-bedroom, really roomy kind of place. Right. has a lot of light and everything is nice. Like – and your meals are like a couple of dollars sure, and sure. everything is great. Yeah. When I was in Shenzhen, everything was cheap as fuck. Yeah. 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 But but what you got was nothing. You got <laughs> You got a concrete – faceless soulless jungle with nothing yeah, in it you know no, no. you get to, you get to live across the street from a wet market full of like weird sounds emanating out from there from weird animals yeah. that you don't even you know what the animal is called in chinese yeah, absolutely. but you're never gonna learn what that animal is called in english called until yeah until yeah. A, a virus yeah, oh, yeah. across earth oh yeah and it was all because a, a civet yeah ate a bat yeah and then some guy tried to put that in a walk. Yep. And now we're out of toilet paper. <laughs> and now I'm down to four rolls. Yeah, now I'm down to four rolls and of fucking toilet paper. I was paper. laid off and denied unemployment, but they fixed it and now I've been accepted. Yeah, it took him a week. Okay. So, a- so look, it's a little bit of a domino thing and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here's what I would say about yeah, it. When yeah. you're making those $1,300 in China, the problem is just that there's a set, there's a category of products that is priced the same all over Earth. Of course. Like an iPhone is roughly the same amount of money mm-hmm. in absolute terms in all countries. Yes. And man, that iPhone is so expensive to you when when you're living on those $4 meals and stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. And then mm-hmm. here, when you're making that good money and spending like $2,200 a month on, on food. On food, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like... An iPhone shit. <laughs> iPhone yeah. is like... yeah. Dude, I just have to like not get guac and then I can afford two iPhones yeah, exactly, a month. Exactly. And it's like the math is so weird around yeah, here. This, well, that's because the, the standard of living here is extremely high. And we don't eat bats either. Yeah. We don't eat bats and that's and that's the real core that's the real cause of all this, you know? Yeah. That's a real fucking cause, man, you know? And that's you know, that's pangolin. Yeah, pangolin. You know, I don't eat pangolin. Yeah, pangolin, whatever. Yeah. I don't I don't eat those, you know? Yeah. I don't know anybody who's ever even seen one of those. Yeah, you know? yeah, and then that, that and that's and that's good, you know, and that's good, and that's and that's. Dude, why... I've had it all. It's so good, though. Like when you're on that <laughs> little mountain village, and they just kind of come out of the underbrush with some animal that's wrestling them, and right. it's like that's tonight. That's like that's, that's what we're dinner. serving. That's dinner tonight at yeah. the restaurant tonight. In like a lot of yeah, that you know... that would be okay if it was in a short, uh, a small batches and small uh, like special occasions. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm gonna go hunting for this once a month. You know, so we yeah. can treat ourselves. But they just yeah. have a, the those snakes, those those videos of yeah. those wet markets with the snakes all cut open, you know, and and, yeah. and all the 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 fennec foxes and the in the meerkats and cages and shit like fennec fox. I mean, yeah, they get yeah. they're they're, it's they're a type of fox. Yeah, it's a small fox about this yeah. big with huge ears, you know. And there's oh, videos yeah. all over China and all over Thailand where they're just caged up. These are wild fucking animals. Yeah, you know, it's like like and they sell them. They sell them for U.S. pennies on the dollar. You know, sure. and it's like fuck, dude. You know, like what? Like yeah, it's rough. It's well, rough. I mean, the thing is, is that if there's a hell, if there's a hell, yeah. You know, like taking taking an innocent animal from the from their natural habitat in the wild, putting it in a cage 
uh, and then giving it all that stress and all that exposure and all that fucking mistreatment, yeah. you know? And then finally it's sold to some fucking dickhead in a 400-square-foot apartment, you know, yeah. who doesn't give a fuck about anything or anybody, and he's like this Chinese fuck, you know? Yeah. And he's just like sitting there chopping it up and cooking it and shit. There is a place in hell yeah. for people like that. You know, there is, absolutely. Because you cannot yeah, do that. You cannot nice. do that to another animal. You it's can't. You know, a life form, a life form cannot be treated like that by another life form and, 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 and get away with it. It's yeah. not going to happen, you know? So, and that's what the Chinese, that's what the, they, they lack that empathy. They lack that, um, connection to the planet, you know, because well, the, the planet to them is just a toilet. It's just an absolute toilet to them. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's sort of linear where like, um, you have to reach a certain level of affluence before the before you have bandwidth to worry about animals, mm-hmm. and you have to like people have to be taken care of to a certain level before you start worrying about like the comfort of the pangolin. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really just poverty, sort of how. Like, I think so too. I think a lot of it has to do with that. Yes, I like, agree. But because like yeah. I think like my grandfather who grew up like poor on a farm mm-hmm. ha- didn't have like mm, I don't know yeah. didn't really have yeah, bandwidth to give a shit about animals. Sure, but it's also like and a standard kind of, of living thing. thing. It's also a, yeah. a parenting and, a, and an education thing though too. It's like even the poorest people here in America would never yeah. eat a bat. Yeah. What, what I am saying is that our culture is better than their culture. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm that's saying. Funny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and I guess we'll see, eh? Well, it's a cold. Well, it's cold. It's See, sure, you, surely it's a competition, and one one side is going to win. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, you are you are Swedish. Yeah. Someday you're probably going to be an American. You know. Yeah. And and, and would rather die. Than you're become an American. You're definitely going to become an American. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. I already know it. Okay. No, dude. And, never. And the thing is, is that you know just as well as I do that the Western system of living. Yeah. With all of its faults. Yeah. Okay. Is better than the Chinese way of living. You know that. Like, yeah. you have to know that, you know? And not, you're not even really a Westerner anymore, you know? Yeah. You, you you were in China for a long time, you know? And that's totally yeah. fine. And the Chinese and the Eastern practices, they have a lot of great things about their society. I'm not saying that they don't. Yeah. But I'm saying that Western culture and Western society as a whole, especially when it comes to food, and especially when it comes to hygienics, and especially when it comes, <laughs> especially when yeah. it comes to how the planet is treated, is far, far better than... The practices in the eastern in the eastern half of the world. I mean, there again, I just see it as a linear thing that has to do with poverty or affluence. Because like, as soon as you have like an upper middle class Chinese family, they mm-hmm. like get really nice to the environment and really That's good fair. hygiene yeah. and everything is like really nice. Right. And at that point, I don't know that it's. I, at that point, I feel like it, when in China, I had a lot of like weekend jobs where I would like teach. Mm-hmm. And I would like teach these rich kids and they were like so nice and so level headed. Yeah. And they had such a good like philosophical foundation. That's good. Yeah. Where they like, you know, there's not a bunch of God baggage. There's not a bunch of like shit like that, which is like that. Man, I really don't mind those people growing up and becoming the leaders of the world. Yeah. Well, it's it's because they're um, um, uh, it's unbiased. 
So it's like it's more yeah. from an education. It's from an education <laughs> standpoint. But you're missing the bigger point here. What I'm trying to do with this yeah. is that I'm trying to bring out your patriotism. I'm yeah. trying to bring out. I I'm mean, trying to bring out a little bit of your passion yeah. for um, not only where you live, but I'm also trying to bring out where you're from. Yeah, I mean, there's a way to going. do that, and yeah. the way to do that is to bring up things like the. So there's. Either you can go with the free speech, free speech thing. Like there's a Swedish citizen called Gui Minhai mm-hmm. who is – he worked as a bookseller in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a lot of books where he wrote about mainland Chinese politicians, yada, yada. Mostly he was a publisher and a small book shopkeeper. And then – when he was on, he kind of like disappeared and then they released him. But he, when he was in Thailand, like a sort of Chinese SWAT team mm-hmm. came into his apartment and just scooped him up. Fuck. And he just like disappeared into the system. Yeah. And he wasn't allowed to see his embassy people. And he's Swedish. He's a Swedish citizen, but he's yeah. ethnically Chinese. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he was beca- he a naturalized Swedish citizen, or was he born Swedish? No, he became a Swedish citizen in the nineties uh, when yeah, he was in his twenties, and then he has this daughter who was born in Sweden. Yeah, who is like full Swedish or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Wait, so the Chinese guy, the Chinese guy married a Swedish woman. So no, she. So was is, she like? Was she like seven feet tall? And he was like four no, feet tall? no, 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 no. <laughs> she, the mom, is also Chinese, on, ethnically Chinese. No, yeah. no, but so yeah, 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 you have this daughter who mm-hmm. is an advocate for him. Sure, of course. And then she is like very much raised in the Swedish system, and the fact that he is squirreled away somewhere and being tortured. That really, like, that really gets my goat. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just all this... I mean, he's just one of those eggs that you got to crack to make an omelette. It's such a black box system Mm -hmm. where all we have is, like, a couple of flashes of information about what happened along the way. Yeah. Like, there's a... Don't you you dislike that about it? Don't you dislike that about their system where it's so in the dark that you don't know what... Like, that's a population of there of, like, 1.2 billion people. There's a lot of people in China. Yeah. And and that is... very frustrating that with one point a country with 1.2 billion people is not transparent at all about yeah. anything that they're doing that's yeah. like one sixth of the population of the entire planet yeah that is completely in the dark about what they're doing as a whole you know one point yeah, yeah so one sixth of the population has a huge impact on the earth yeah yeah but and, it's not i mean it's not okay the system could be a lot more problematic yeah. where it is a very meritocratic it is a very pro science and it is a very like capable mm-hmm. um system of governance mm-hmm. at this point where it does have this sort of long term um attitude mm-hmm. and it is trying to to do the best for everyone. It's just that some of the things kind of like the processes run away from them. And the free speech speech stuff is one thing. The bigger thing that like, that weighs the heaviest on mm. the conscience of everyone who like sees himself as like a China hand yeah. is how Western Chinese Muslims are being treated right now. Yeah. Because it's like they clearly have something that can mostly just be compared to like Nazi era concentration camps. Sure. Labor camps. Yeah. Where it's like re-education and anyone who's like a troubling element um, gets put in these camps. Mm. But then it has this 
it's been going on for a while. Yeah. And it's like, it used to be this thing that they tried to keep small, mm -hmm. where some people who literally were like political terrorists mm -hmm. who wanted um, Uyghurs, is what this ethnicity is called. Yeah. Uh, who wanted the Uyghurs to like be their own country and call it East Turkestan and they should have their own passports. And like a pretty small amount of the population were like doing some things that was like, like kind of like terrorism. But more, and, more, ac more activism. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they would do violent things. And activists can do violent things too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, there's a lot of semantics. There's a lot of political semantics sure. there with like the difference between an activist and a terrorist is kind of just like if you agree or not agree. With exactly, like, exactly. Mm -hmm. But because like civil disobedience is, I mean, it's very subjective. Mm -hmm. But it just has sort of spiraled out of control where everyone kind of had an uncle that ended up in one of these camps yeah. and then they themselves kind of get pulled into it and like want to defend their uncle. And then and they then, get thrown in yeah. the camps, right? And then now it's like, right. now at this point, we're talking about a very large population being in the, like millions yeah. of people. Yeah. And it's like, really, that's the shit where it's like... And, the, and you know, the conditions aren't, aren't uh, you know... Yeah, no. The conditions aren't suitable for like real living. Yeah. You know? And, like, I've known some dudes, like, I've known some Uyghurs. Mm -hmm. I you know, used to know this one guy, Aziz. Mm -hmm. Man, I spent a lot of time with that guy. And he would tell me some crazy stories of, like, his uncle was, like, this is when it was still smaller, like, back in 2007 and yeah. stuff. His uncle ended up in some room, and he was just saying that, like, when he was in there, it's like you're naked in a room with a little bit of water on the floor. Mm -hmm. And then they come in and like electrocute the water every once in a while. Like zap it. Yeah. yeah. And wow. it's like, that's your fucking living situation. That's it's terrible. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's like. That's and torture. He, yeah. And yeah. he was just like, we just want our own passports. And it's like. Phew. Yeah. But. Why don't you just give them to him? You know what yeah, I mean? You get him out of the Get him out of their hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is that China is held together by like 54. I know. Yeah. The provinces. Yeah. No, by 54 ethnicities. Oh, right, right, right. And once you start, China is in an era of expansion, mm -hmm. not in an era of contraction. Yeah. Where but they can't like, get anywhere, though. And <sighs> no, but like South China Sea and mm -hmm. stuff. They're not getting anywhere with that they're, either. No, but they're trying to move the mm -hmm. boundary and get mm -hmm. it closer. It ain't going to happen. And though. grow it. Oh, but, oh, 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 dude. Yeah. South China Sea, where they're building islands. Yeah. Yeah, but we just sail right through there. We just sail right through oh, there. Oh, cool dude. islands, bro. Yeah, we'll just. I mean, they're not. There, there's no recognition of it though. Okay, I want to yeah. say. I want to say one thing yeah. really quick too. You, you touched on a point that I'm actually very passionate mm. about. Yeah. yeah. Um, government is very um, scientifically based. Yeah. Yes. Um, I find that I, I I actually don't find that to be a benefit. I I believe in God. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, you do. Very much so. Very much so. Now I'm not going to. Now I'm not going to say that you know I'm. Uh, you know, I'm not active in the church, you know, I'm not active, uh, in terms of uh, being a missionary or preaching mm. it to anybody. But you believe in like a Christian church? A, a Christian theological and God. Bible yes. stuff. There are, there's a set of questions out there. Yeah. That are impossible to answer. Sure. And nobody, that nobody on earth will ever, ever have a real answer. A Give me a couple of examples. Like, where are we from? Okay. What are we doing here? And where are we going? And and what is the purpose of our existence? Yeah. The big ones. We're talking about the yeah. big ones, you know? The questions that nobody has the guts to actually ask. Why can't we answer where we're from, like, scientifically? Why couldn't we just have a scientific because theory about it? Because we don't know. I mean, it's one thing you to can be, have a what, theory. You what can have should a... we do is one question. And that's, like, science can never really approach the what should never, we do never, question. Yeah. But, like... It can't even really approach what are we doing. You know, like, what are we doing is so... It's so um, 
vague. It's such a vague thing because we're actually mm. not really doing anything. The only like the, and going back to those questions, mm. you know, nobody has those answers. But there is one that does have those answers. And your higher power. The higher power that lives in all of us. So okay. like God doesn't live up there. God lives okay. in here. You know what okay. I mean? And 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 God has the answers to those questions <clears throat> and it lives in our consciousness, it lives in our mm. heart and our soul and you know the answers to those questions, but you can't it's impossible to vocalize them. There's no getting around it. And those questions cannot be answered by a human being. Mm. It's impossible. Yeah, that is just two like completely separate islands. Yes, yes. Looking at the world. Yes. And I there I'm just on the Chinese island. I yeah. just am. Yeah, you approach it from a more scientific, more logical basis. And I yes. believe that it's possible to have a very nicely set up society where you see everyone and consider everyone mm-hmm. based on um, nihilism. Like sure. Complete sure. nihilism. Mm-hmm. Like where you just know that it's all a contract where it's not got it's not given to us by any sort of metaphysical being it's just all people just agree that to have a society and to maximize the happiness we experience because all we can really say and feel is that this is consciousness and this is awareness and feeling happy feels Mm -hmm. better than to feel unhappy yeah and we can all kind of agree on that Mm -hmm. and because we can all kind of agree on that, we should maximize happiness for the largest number of people. You know, the Chinese system uh, and all of the communist systems, Cuba, North Korea, you know, they put very, very little value on an individual citizen, an individual person, okay? To, to the Chinese government views everybody as a number, as a number or as a but I mean, on, you know? it, that's oh. again, that's the same linear sort of when you're in well, poverty. I'm every, get, I'm like in America, a hundred years ago, human yeah. life was very expendable, and mm-hmm. like yeah, but we came lots a long way. Of lives years. were expended, <laughs> yeah, because of a lot of policies. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of policies yeah. that were for the greater good. Yeah. of of the nation that we have now. Because you had to work on the project. Of course, it was a project. Yeah. The, and then when, when China yeah. gets to the place where everyone has a little bit of rice in the bowl, mm-hmm. then you can start really like... I agree. Yeah, that's fair. And that's fair. But the thing is, is that um, the human life is an incredibly beautiful and special thing. And and each individual person needs to be treated by others, including the government. Yeah. You know, including by their peers and by yeah. their family and even people that they don't know that their life is special and that their yeah. life their life is meaningful and every life and every life is 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 some of the greatest things that's ever happened in the entire universe. You have to think about that. Yeah, like, and, I, and that I think that's silly because it's like you're impo- you have this little area where everyone has enough and where you can respect and you have enough uh just resources to respect everyone's everything in Mm -hmm. this like little area and then you try to take the morality of that area and like the moral instinct Mm -hmm. of that level of development and you try to impose that on something which is on a earlier stage in like a parallel linear sort of um sequence of where you're at in development and it's like if you compare if you, it's like you're dealing with America from a hundred years ago here, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, 
Well, China, China's, China. I mean, China is like two hundred years behind America. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's complicated, you yeah. know, because it's it's like it's like a stone skipping. It's like a a stone crashing from like the seventeen fifties to the eighteen sixties to the nineteen twenties to the and just like and then to the two thousands. Yeah, yes. and just crashing and then like crashing into the twenty fifties. One hundred percent. And just like crashing through time really yeah. quickly in this like really collapsed. Yeah sort of uh, corkscrew shaped mm-hmm. uh, development and america was like that too and america was like that too america yeah. kind of crashed on the scene too i mean yes. yeah it, it it was like things were a little bit slower back then yeah so it didn't happen in yeah. like 20 years yeah yeah but don't you I cut them a lot of slack don't you yeah you do cut them a lot of slack you cut them a lot of slack yeah and you know i kind of like that about you a little yeah, bit because yeah. you know that's something that i'm not yeah you know, i don't cut them any slack yeah you don't and and you know but what I don't like, I mean, there's out of all the things that drive me absolutely insane about their society, yeah. including eating bats and spreading fucking uh, coronavirus around the world. Yeah, you know, that's already enough right there to yeah. create so much anti-Chinese sentiment. Listen, yeah, not for myself because I've always had, I've, I've always been, <laughs> I I want to be clear about something though. I have not been anti-Chinese person. Yeah, you know, I've always been anti-Chinese government yeah. and anti-Chinese policy. Yeah, you know. Chinese people are some of the most funny, creative, loving people mm. I've ever met in my mm. whole life. You know, they're wonderful people. Mm. I have nothing against Chinese as a person. Yeah. But their government, their policy is absolute shit. Garbage. Yeah. And they treat the earth like toilets and them as a society. I don't even want to get there. Yeah. But each individual person, the, what the West does very well, what the West does very well is that they, the West uh, creates a very nourishing and very empowering value on each individual person's life yeah you know and that is very good it 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 makes it so you want to succeed it makes it so you want to do well for you and your family and it also eventually makes it so that you want to give back and yeah it comes back to the church a lot of it a lot of it comes back to church teachings it's a charitable it's a very charitable way of living and and the west does very good at a couple things one a very charitable way of living you know, yeah. it gives back a lot. You know, there are more donations that come out of the United States than any other country in the world by far. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. That makes the, no sense. Okay. Yep. Yeah, the, the most charitable people in the whole world. Look that up right now. Yep. There's no joke. <laughs> Google it. Google yep. It. Google that shit right now. No, yeah. I... Most charitable people in the entire world. And then. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And then, and then another thing too is that um, the United States and other Western nations as well create this empowerment and belief in the individual that they can be great and that they are great took more syrian refugees than any other country and stuff no they didn't take more syrian refugees than anybody else and i mean you know the cinema europe you know cinema europe you know I don't know. I closer, dude. feel like it's not that charitable of a society. I'm talking about monetarily. Okay, yeah. monetarily, it is the most charitable society by far. We can look that up right now. I, I, mean, I challenge, I challenge all the listeners to this future th- podcast to look that up. But define it. You think that aid, in mm-hmm. absolute terms, per citizen, Americans send out more highest aid? by far. Per capita, by far, it's not even close. Oh my god! Yeah, baby, let's do it. Wait, oh my god! He's that's- on- He's on the computer, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's. Uh, we finally uh, got him to do aid it. Aid per capita. Yeah, United States is by far the most giving charitable country in the whole world. That's There's so n- funny. What? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so number one, giving one point three six over the Gini coefficient, is Sweden, 
And then Norway. That's and not then even Denmark. the that's not even the right that's not even the right one you're supposed to look at here. Char- look up kingdom. charitable giving charitable giving per capita. United States is like in the top thirty. Top thirty. <laughs> no. Development aid per capita. Sweden we give seven hundred dollars per individual, and in America you give ninety five dollars. And then there's a spread of every single what uh, developed country. I mean, Slovenia gives less, and Greece gives less than the United States. Look, so I mean, here, 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 here. <laughs> <laughs> so funny that Sweden was number one. All right, no, okay. Oh my now, god. Now, now, okay, so... now you did yours. You did yours. Yeah. Now look up mine. Okay. 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 Most uh, most charitable nation in the world. Uh, seriously, <laughs> that's such a funny Google. Yeah, that's a Google right there. Charitable yeah. Charitable <laughs> nation in the world. Oh, Myanmar is number one. That's impossible. Myanmar, world they don't even have fucking, they don't even have any money. According to the World Giving Index, America is number two. What? That's bullshit. In Myanmar, Myanmar is so funny. There's no mean? way. There, it's impossible. That, 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 some Sweden, troll. Sweden some is number 25. See, that's, what's going on see that's what I'm saying. Well, what's I'm not, the giving index? Yeah. Methodology. There's no way that Myanmar gives more money. They don't even have any fucking money. Oh my God! What is this? Yeah. Okay. Gallup asked people which it's a opinion poll. Okay. Gallup yeah. asked people which of the following three charitable acts they have undertaken in the past month. Mm-hmm. These three: helped a stranger or someone they didn't know who needed help. Okay. Donated money to charity. Volunteered your time to an organization. Mm-hmm. And it's a saying yes or no. Yeah. Yes. Myanmar yeah. ranked number one, and United States ranked number two. So okay. That's like a self-image. Yeah, <laughs> see, like a, but I was, sees himself as the most charitable. But I wasn't hey, wrong. But Myanmar I, sees himself <laughs> as the most charitable. Yeah, and America sees themselves as the second most. See, charitable. but I, but the thing is, I, I mean, I'm it's not, interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not wrong. I'm, I'm not, not saying it's not interesting. Yeah. Kenya ranks way above Sweden and. Yeah. United Arab Emirates and See, Sri Lanka. It's about your self value. Yeah. No, and no, that's no, no, no. what the West does very with it. Yeah, that's what the West does very well, is it promotes your self value. Yeah. You know? That's interesting, man. Yeah. Why has that never come up that you're such a Christian style believer in spirituality? Yeah. That's so interesting. Well, that's because that, that's one of those things that comes up when you finally get to know me. Because you have one of these really Seattle attitudes where it's like Yeah, it you is... have to you have to keep like a more statistical base thinking you have to think of things in more of like practical or logical sense you know when really i don't when really a lot of a lot of what i think and what i believe you know a good percentage and portion of it comes from how i feel spiritually about it Mm. and and, no i mean i've said on the pod many times that i'm very jealous of people who have a belief like that because it's there's so many tools there there's so many it's such a bedrock whereas me Tumbling through black space over here, you know? It's just, I'm just, it's a sense of falling. Yeah. And there's just blackness yeah. below me. For me, there's there's hands, there's, there's hands on my shoulders yeah. holding me up. Yeah. And another another thing really quick too is that, uh, you know, uh, eventually we're going to have to end this. Yeah. Which is really sad. But yeah. at the same time, like the, the one of the last things that I want to say is that, um, you know, there's a difference between fact and there's a difference between fact and truth. Okay. Mm. There's a truth and then there's a fact. Okay. Mm. And I definitely, I definitely believe that there is a huge difference between that. Mm. Facts are, um, facts are not feeling based. No. And facts are not emotionally based. Right. Okay? It doesn't matter. Like you can sit here and be blue in the face and tell me that China's a great system and that there is no God. You yeah. can sit there till you're blue in the fucking face. Oh yeah. And it's you, a feeling. And it's you not... know what? 
you're probably you're gonna be right. You're right. You're probably right. You know what I mean? To me, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. And to a lot of people that you're right, you know? But you can sit there and fucking yell at me until you're blue in the face. But to me, that's not the truth. Yeah. You can present all the scientific facts that you want and present all of the numbers and all the graphs and statistics you want about a certain thing, you know? But to me, I don't believe in that. I believe a lot of it comes from how you feel is your passion and how you feel spiritually. That's the truth. Yeah. You know, that's a big difference. And people like, not people like you necessarily, but a lot of people like you fucking discredit these people. Factually, there's many things that we're behind on. There's many things that we could improve on. You know what I mean? But it's different, but it's different. That passion, that belief, that fire in your heart, mm. you know, that that crusading spirit, you know what I mean? Mm. That me, that will get you so much farther in life than sitting there being a fucking bookworm yeah. and being like, you know, everything. This is this is like this according to this, and you know, there's been a lot yeah. of research on this, and it's like, who gives a fuck? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Go out and conquer the world. You know yeah. what I mean? Go fucking fight for your passions and for your fire and for your love, you know? Yeah. That's much more truthful to anything uh, anything than uh, a book is yeah. that tells you a whole bunch of stuff. Like, yeah. you know? I and mean, that's yeah. where people discredit people and where the divide comes in society. Yeah. Because you look at Christians at the church and you're like, those guys are nuts. Mm, I don't know. They think that you're nuts, buddy. I mean, I do try to explore... I like. I do have a, like a truly open mind. Yeah. You're pretty enlightened to me. I like you a lot. Oh, that's good. I like you, Max. Yeah, yeah. You're all right. You know. <laughs> oh, such a caffeinated even, pod. Yeah, and even though you know, I, I had a good time today, and I, mm. you know, I don't agree with everything that you say. And, yeah. And, and but you know what? There's a lot more to unpack, eh? Yeah. So you're gonna have to come back on the pod. I will come back, and you know what? You're a good guy, and thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Thank you for coming on the pod. Coming on the pod, Max. I'm I, I'm happy to come on the pod. That's that's what they say. <laughs> Thank you for listening to This Week in Sparkling Water. That was our review of three flavors of Waterloo. Watermelon, grape, and strawberry. Which brings us to our closing segment, Sparkling Water, Sparkling Mind. Today... I would like you to think about the difference between pain and suffering. Because suffering is that sense of worry which you manufacture for yourself. Whenever you experience something unpleasant, your natural inclination is to worry about it. To worry that perhaps the unpleasant sensation will get worse or to worry that maybe it will continue forever. But that sense of worry is suffering and you always have the option of not manufacturing that suffering for yourself. Thank you.